Well, in this week's edition of In the News, which I've just decided to, to name it, uh, by the way, I'm Jim Sacco, editor here at the Daily News Record, and in this episode of In the News Podcast, I'm joined by education reporter slash writer slash know-it-all, uh, Megan Williams, uh, who, if you're on Twitter, you know her by the name of DNR underscore learn. Uh, Megan, thanks for joining us this week, first of all. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I'm uh, excited to talk about redistricting. Yeah. Hey, nice segue. That's my job here. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Uh, yeah, we're the big news uh, coming out of Rockingham County Public Schools is, is obviously redistricting. And unless you never travel east on Spotswood Trail, that's US 33, you, you know what's going on out there. There's a lot of dirt being turned. There's a lot of subdivisions going up. And I knew it was just a question of time before that started affecting the uh, high schools and in the middle and grammar schools on that side of Rockingham County. Megan, it's obviously redistricting is always a hot button issue with families and parents, and, and rightfully so. Uh, right now, what are the issues at stake surrounding this, this redistricting? All right. So right now, the school division is poised on becoming too crowded in that area of the county. We're talking Montevideo um, and Spotswood High School. And they have to kind of make a decision at this point. They don't really have the money to expand the schools, and there's no, nothing to suggest that the you know enrollment's not going to keep increasing. So right now they're deciding whether to relocate students in order to make room for incoming students. And it's uh, it's going to affect perhaps about 250 students this year if, you know, if um, approved by the school board. And for the school board, it's a cost effective, you know, solution to this crowding issue. But of course, for families, it, you know, they're there's, you know, kids are going to get sent farther down 33. You know, parents are going to have to drive farther to, you know, pick up their kid or drop them off. And, you know, it's just a question, too, of being comfortable in a certain school and going to the certain school and or anticipating your kids going to a certain school. And now suddenly that's all changed. And so it's a, it's a personal thing. It's an emotional thing. Um, but you know, it's, it's a question of, you know, what's the best solution. And this is what the school board believes is the best solution. And, and uh, Superintendent Oscar Scheichel has been, you know, fairly transparent, it appears, uh, on the surface at least, of of this, you know, it started, I want to say, four or five, not that long ago, maybe three, four months ago. Yeah, I think about three. When, when he, he came out with, you know, we're going to start these various, uh, I guess, informational meetings, not, not quote-unquote public hearings, but like, you know, hey, come on out, we're going to explain to you, you can ask some questions. Uh, the big one, uh, not to diminish any of the other ones, but the w- big one really seemed to take place in grottos, uh, where, you know, a lot of people are concerned about traveling on 340, uh, that's known as East Side Highway around these parts. Uh, and it just seemed like, it seems like from the get go, he was looking for input and the school board was looking for input. Is that true? I mean, I would say that's true. I mean, it's been said, you know, over and over again, no, de- no decision's been made, you know. I think um, Dr. Scheichel wants to do what's best for the families and also, you know, utilizing taxpayer money appropriately. And the school board has, I think, from what I've, you know, spoken with them, they're really listening and they are considering what their options are before they make a decision. Um, and there's a lot a lot of things to consider. Obviously, the recommendation is redistricting. And that's, a you know, the school board relies on, the superintendent and his, his staff to give the 
what they think is the best solution. And, and, uh, I mean, what, I, well, I guess let's get into it right now. I mean, who's who's who, how, who's this affecting? This is affecting um, a lot of families in grottos, which is why that was such a big meeting. Um, it's affecting it's affecting families. I mean, you know, it will it will temporarily disrupt, um, uh, you know. But it looks like, you know, the recommendation at this point is moving 158 students from Montevideo Middle School to Elkton Middle School and 207 spots with high school students to East Rock. And that's just this year. There's also a recommendation for more moving next year at the elementary level. But that decision won't be made um, until till next year. And, and the, the, the school board meeting or, or a school board meeting is taking place uh, this coming Monday. At that one, you know, really the, the only thing to be discussing uh, in terms of redistricting is this uh, grandfather uh, clause that a lot of people are concerned about. You know, hey, if my son or daughter is a student at Spotswood right now. And they're a junior. Can they finish out there? Can they? Uh, can they? Do I not have to move them? Uh, I guess. Are there any other solutions other than the grandfather? I mean, the grandfather is not a solution. It's just a, an exception to the rule. Are, are there any other solutions on the table to help uh, you know alleviate this? There really aren't, as far as I, as far as I know, or as far as has been brought up to the school board. I mean, the only other way you can really deal with crowding is to you know, add more space to a school, whether that's with mobile classrooms or actually building onto a school. And, you know, that's a costly, costly solution. And I know a lot of people aren't really keen on, on their, their children learning in a, uh, a mobile home. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's just, it's a different atmosphere than being in a, a high school or a grammar school or a elementary school. Uh, I guess, you know, when is this, there's got to be a decision here at some point uh, if they're planning on doing some of this, at, you know, this coming school year. Uh, I guess initially, when are we expecting a decision to be made on this? Well, as far as um, I know, and I haven't heard anything to the contrary, the decision will be made at the end of this month during the January 27th meeting, which will be at Kieselton Roerton Center, Roerton Hall. Um, the reason that it's seen, a lot of people feel like this has come up quickly and a decision is being made quickly, but there's a lot of planning that has to go into um, redistricting schedules, getting parents the information about where their child's going to go, you know, shuffling around teachers to, you know, accommodate additional students at one school versus less students at another. So it's a lot of planning that has to go into go into a decision like this, um, which is why they want to make it quickly. And then when, uh, I guess, when would it go into effect? I, I think you touched on that very briefly, that some of it could happen after this school year. And then you mentioned something like next year, there could be more down the road. That's right. If the, dis- the decision about the Montevideo students and the Spotswood students would be this year. So that's that, you know, 350, I think, you know, roughly students. Um, and then next year, there's a proposal to... Um, to send 21 Plains Elementary School students, 15 John C. Myers Elementary School students to Folks Run, which obviously not a huge number, but, you know, for those families, it, it would be. It's a change, yeah. It would be a change. And additionally, 67 students from Monta, uh, Mountain View Elementary School and 33 from John Wayland would be sent to Audubon Elementary School. And these are just proposals. I feel like there's a lot that a lot of discussion that could be had between now and then. Um 
so the real focus is on this year, Montevideo, Spotswood High School students. Uh, something else, and while none of this deals with closures uh, in any way, there there is a, a potential closure out there. If you drive on U.S. or excuse me, State Route 42 uh, north of the city of Harrisonburg, you start seeing signs about two three miles outside of town. They're blue signs with white trim, and they say "Save L E E S." That is Linville Edom Elementary School. Anytime you're closing an elementary school that's been around for in a building that's that old and it is an older building, uh, you get a lot of uh, you get a lot of anger uh, and, and hurt too as well. I mean, it's emotional when they close your elementary school, uh, but it seems like this you know it, it, the no no architect has been commissioned for any renovation plans out there. But any renovations, uh, Oscar Scheichel gave a rust est- estimate to say between seven and eight million. Uh, I mean, you attend, You did a story a while back on a group called Save Linville Edom Elementary School, I believe is what they're officially called. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Uh, you know, what are the, uh, the, well, I guess, what is that situation, first of all? Right. And it's good to note that this decision will not be made for the coming school year. So Linville Edom students will be attending Linville Edom for the 2020-2021 school year. That's not going to change. Um, but, you know, the thing is, these community schools are really at the heart of, you know, the, like I said, the community. Um, you've got generations of parents and grandparents who went to the school and want to see their kids go there. Um, but as is the case, you know, years ago when, you know, there was more money for building schools, a lot of these community schools popped up. Um, and then, you know, overhead has to be taken into account and these schools close i've seen it before and um it just the cost of renovation is is great and you only have so much money and i do understand the concerns that linville edom parents are having when they see you know folks run elementary just receiving a huge renovation and they want to know you know why not my school and I know that the school does have some unique issues to it. Um, the septic system apparently is very poor out there, and the cost to fix that, to get the school where it needs to be, I don't know. I mean, it's just a decision the school board's going to have to make, whether they believe it's, you know, the best way to spend money. You you talked to a bunch of those parents who are in that group. I mean, what is the general feeling uh, that they have? I mean, obviously they want to keep the school open, but I mean, is, is it that emotional when you're talking to them? I mean, can you, can you feel that emotion of, you know, why? I do. I do very much. Um, I, f- I think they feel like maybe the school board's saying our school's not worth it, you know, and that's, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to, to, to process. Um, and, you know, I think what parents are really hoping for is that the school board really take into account all kinds of solutions. They, you know, they'll look at all the issues and see if there's any, like, creative ways that the money can be spent, the renovations can be done without closing. And I think that's really important to them. They really need to feel like they're heard and that a snap decision is not being made. Have there already been creative solutions to Linville Edom or, or, or not? That, not or are we not yet. to that point yet? I don't think we're at that point. Um, you know, once the redistricting decision, you know, is made and that's kind of, you know, it, you know, behind the school board, I feel like the focus will then go to Linville Edom. Um, but for now, I don't think that um, any recommendations or solutions to like to that creative, you know, factor have been discussed at this point. 
well, Megan, I, I, did I forget anything to ask you that I that I should have? Well, I do want to say a little bit about the grandfathering. Please, um, yes. Since yes. that's kind of like the most immediate um, topic. So grandfathering, if you don't know, is is the decision to allow a group of students to stay at a school based on where they are. So, for instance, juniors this year who are going to be rising seniors are most definitely I would be shocked if the decision is made to not let them continue and graduate from the school that they've gone to for three years. Um, But there are some more decisions. You know, you think about rising eighth graders. Do you let them stay at their home middle school or do you send them to a new middle school for their last year? So that's one of the things that's going to be discussed at Monday school board meeting is how many students can be allowed to stay where they are and still address the issue of crowding. So I'll be really interested to hear what Dr. Scheichel has come up with in terms of his recommendations for the grandfathering. And so he will be speaking out there and he will be talking and giving his recommendations. Yes, he will uh, be giving the presentation. And is there, a, there is no public hearing on that part, is there? No, there's just the general, um, you know, there's a section of the meeting that's open for any kind of public comment. But I don't believe there's any time set aside just for this. Okay. Well, Megan, hey, thanks for coming in and, and kind of filling us in on all this stuff. And uh, you can follow all Megan's stories uh, on dnronline.com or in the, hopefully you're a subscriber to the Print Product Daily News Record. And of course, follow her on Twitter. And that is the at symbol DNR underscore learn, just like you're learning. Uh, just to, she'll keep you, give you a heads up in all the meetings. She'll let you know how the meetings are going if you can't make it. And of course, she'll be tweeting out all her stories from the meetings. Megan, thank you very much. Thank you, Jim.